Today I want to talk about family worship. And if you live alone, you can substitute the words personal devotion for family worship. Either one of those is fine, but the main idea is how to do family worship. In fact, the title of the podcast is How to Do Family Worship, The Basics. And if you want to read this podcast on our website, the article is there, How to Do Family Worship, The Basics. You can find it on rickthomas.net. I am Rick Thomas. Thank you for joining me for this podcast called Your Daily Drive. This is the podcast where we try to help people to fulfill our mission statement. Our mission is to help people by providing practical tools and ongoing training for effective living. And worship is an essential part of how we do life in God's world. And so I want to talk about worship as family worship. How do you do it? I want to share with you the basics, and I hope that it is helpful. Do you experience regular family worship? That's a good question, something to start off with, or how do you do it? Not only do you experience it, but how do you do family worship? When they talk about family worship, how do you explain that to another person? A a typical breakdown in a God-centered family culture is a lack of understanding and practice of family worship. In this podcast, I want to share with you five essential elements to worship God well as a family. And again, you can substitute personal devotions if you want. And so if you would, let's take just a little bit of time here. And when you think about family worship, what comes to mind? Maybe you want to hit pause on the podcast just to make a couple of mental notes. But when you hear the idea the concept of family worship, what comes to your mind? For many, I suppose, guilt may come to mind because they're not consistent with it. I think if you ask most folks, they would say something about praying, reading, studying, singing, those four things as parts of family worship. And they probably, I think many Christians would also talk about the challenges of having regular family worship because of the frenetic pace of their lives. Now, I hope you are a busy Christian. An unbusy Christian makes no sense, not in God's world, because we have the greatest message in the world, and we should be busy about our Father's business. So I do hope that you are busy, but sometimes in our busyness, or maybe we have misplaced busyness. And family worship becomes a side item. Interestingly enough, the Bible doesn't make a case for family worship as understood in the way that I have described it, meaning the Bible doesn't say you must do family worship and it must be you get together with your family at your fireplace at 7 o'clock in the morning or 7 o'clock at night and you pray, read, study, and sing together. The Bible doesn't make a case for that. If you interpret family worship as a mini package, a component part of your grander life, as a mini package that you incorporate into part of your day, it won't be long before you trim it down to your commute to work or maybe while you are applying your makeup. If you have a mini-packaged idea and understanding of family worship, eventually it will become so small that it will become 
a side item. And I think that is one of the reasons that family worship in many families is not sustainable. They start off well when they're first married and have their children, and their children are young and they're manageable, and so they have a regular worship time, but life is never so easy as when you first have children. Life gets busier and more complicated as those children become older. And because they have a mini-packaged idea of family worship as opposed to a comprehensive idea, eventually family worship goes away. Anytime you redefine something from how the Word of God talks about it, a diminishing process begins. Packaged family worship is one of those sub-biblical ideas, not unbiblical, but sub-biblical. It's not strong enough. It's not biblical enough. And packaged family worship, that 30 minutes in the morning or nighttime, whenever you do it, if it's part of a family dynamic at all, it's a side item at best. Swim teams and soccer practices are more important than family worship if they have a mini-packaged worship model. Maybe it would be helpful just to think for a moment of what is worship. I want to share with you three quotes about worship from three different books. Harold Best said in his book, Music Through the Eyes of Faith, he said, Acknowledging that someone or something else is greater, worth more, and by consequence, to be obeyed, feared, and adored. Worship is the sign that in giving myself completely to someone or something, I want to be mastered by it. That's Harold Best from his book, Music Through the Eyes of Faith. Warren Wiersbe said in his book, Real Worship, Worship is the believer's response to all that they are, mind, emotions, will, body, to what God is and says and does. That's Warren Wiersbe from his book, Real Worship. David Peterson said in his book, Engaging with God. Worship of the living and true God is essentially an engagement with Him on the terms that He proposes and in the way that He alone makes possible. Now, I want to take those three quotes and I want to apply them to this idea of family worship. If you examine these quotes, it becomes evident that family worship has to be something more than 30-minute meetings around the fireplace. Too many, of Christian, too many Christians have been living under self-imposed guilt for too long because they can't make their prepackaged understanding of family worship fit within their day-to-day preferences. But a clearer understanding of household family worship would release them from this unnecessarily segregated contrivance, meaning it's segregated from the rest of their life. God wired you to worship, so any thoughts about worshiping begins in the macro rather than the micro. The micro is a part of the macro. If you don't start with worship as a life experience, you will aim for 
daily family devotions, which your pace of life will smother from your schedule eventually. Let me restate that. If you don't start with worship as a life experience, which is what those quotes were getting at earlier, you will aim for something lesser, sub-biblical, I called it. I called it something lesser, like family devotions, which your pace of life will eventually, as I was saying, when your kids get bigger, life becomes more complicated, eventually these family devotions will be smothered from your schedule. You will tack on 30-minute family devotions, which you may be able to pull off while your children are young, but because these micro-events are not part of the family's 24-7 experience, they will dry up as life speeds up. If you want your family worship experience to transform your household while lasting a lifetime, then these five elements that I'm going to share with you are non-negotiable. The title of the podcast is How to Do Family Worship, The Basics. I want to get into the basics of family worship, and here are five non-negotiable elements in order. Number one, modeling. Your family worship experience must incorporate modeling. There are a few things any person in your family could do to express their worship to God better than imitating Him. What greater thing can a son or daughter say than, Dad, I want to be just like you because you are like Jesus. Paul appeals to you in Ephesians 5.1. He says, therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. In 1 Corinthians 11.1, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. He appeals to you and to me to imitate and follow Christ. One of the most profound marks that I can leave on my family is my authentic example of the Christ life through my attitude and my behaviors. Though I could teach them many things out of the Bible each night at the fireplace, if I am not living it out before them, there is a good chance they will renounce my hypocritical religion when they are older. And so one non-negotiable element to family worship is modeling. And the key idea here, the first point, it must be your authentic, practical, and passionate walk with God before your family. Number two, confession. Part of what it means to model Christ or to imitate Christ, the Christ's life before your family, is the public confession of your sins. As you know, you are not Christ. That means you are imperfect, you sin, and I do too. What you must do to imitate or to model Christ effectively is to daily remove the sin that hinders you from that authentic imitation. Imagine teaching your children about how to be a Christian when you're not modeling the Christ life due to your lack of acknowledging the times when you're not in line with the gospel not acknowledging the times when you sin, to acknowledge, to agree, to confess. We're talking about confession. My children will know that I am genuinely trying to model the life of Christ through my regular confession of sin. The key idea here here is if you are not confessing your sins to your family, they will discern that the message of Christ is optional, and they may choose to reject it rather than receive it. 
A key component to your family worship is modeling, number one. Number two is confession. Number three, forgiveness. Tied to humble confession of sin is consistently going to your family members and seeking their forgiveness. It is not possible to live with anyone and not sin against them. And when you do sin, there must be a resolution. If you do not do this, there will be a spiritual backlash from your family. Unforgiven sin will take revenge on a person and his relationships. They will carry the scars and brokenness of unconfessed and unforgiven sin in their lives for the rest of their lives. Key component to family worship, number three, worship. I'm sorry, forgiveness. The key idea is a beautiful thing when you humbly model the power of the gospel before your family. It spreads the fame of God when you take the cross seriously by accessing its strength and applying it to your sins. Number four is repentance. Confession is excellent. Forgiveness is fantastic. But repentance is where you authentically change. Only when you confess your sin, seek forgiveness, and repent that you can accurately model the life of Christ, point number one, modeling, before your family. If you do not do these things, nothing else that you do will matter. The full spectrum of the gospel is put on display when you repent. A complete transformation is the point of the gospel. Christ came to change sinners, which will happen if you repent. To worship well is to repent well, and you will make God's name great each time you own your sin fully. Number four is repentance, and the key idea, repentance is turning away from your sin. If you don't turn away, you will not change, and your family worship will die a slow death. Five non-negotiable elements, the basics of family worship. Number one, modeling. Number two, confession. Number three, forgiveness. Number four, repentance. And number five, teaching. Now, what's interesting here is at this point, teaching is typically where most Christians begin when they think about family worship. I think many dads and moms This is where they start. We need to teach. We need to teach the gospel. We need to teach the Bible to our children. I would not recommend that you start thinking about family worship as teaching, singing, and praying. There are a time and a place for those things, and you must make sure you have them in their proper places. Actually, I'm not minimizing those things at all but I'm maximizing the first four things. Modeling Christ, confessing your sin, asking forgiveness, turning away from your sin through repentance. If you are not doing these first four things, the last one may turn your kids against God and you. The modeling of the gospel must precede the teaching of the gospel, or your teaching may become disqualified. Parental hypocrisy dismantles Christianity and the lives of their children. You do not want to do this. And so if you have a micro or mini packaged idea of family worship, 
And what family worship means is reading your Bible, studying your Bible, praying, singing. Now, those are good things. Again, I'm not minimizing those things, but I'm talking about family worship has several prerequisites before you get into those things. And I mentioned four of those already. Too often when individuals think about family worship, they talk about micro-time allotments with God within their 24-hour day. What they rarely talk about is the comprehensive necessity of worship and the need to make lifestyle changes over the grab-God-and-go mentality. Because if all you have is a grab God and go mentality, I mean, if you live long enough, you know that's not sustainable. And eventually that micro package will become smaller and smaller until you are doing it on your commute to work because it's not your lifestyle. It's not your 24-7 life. If you want to worship God in your family, then I recommend you find help to learn more about the first four things on this list. Modeling, confession, forgiveness, and repentance. They are huge. You learn about them. You truly understand them, and you are regularly living them out Every day, all day, throughout your week. That is foundational to family worship. And then you want to incorporate singing, praying, and reading your Bibles together. Imagine if you, if you placed singing, praying, and reading your Bibles together, studying God's Word together, teaching God's Word. If you put that on top of transformative parents, transformative lifestyle, you would have dynamic family worship. If you don't incorporate comprehensive worship into your family experience, your grab-and-go practices will lose steam, and they will only be held up by a legalistic determination that is fueled by guilt. And I think too many people, when they think about personal devotions or family worship, it has been reduced to nothing more than rote, legalistic determination that is motivated or fueled by guilt, and that's not worship at all. And so teaching is the fifth thing, or the the packaged family worship is the fifth thing, but the first four things must be incorporated. I do have some articles here in this web, uh, in this article, the Doctrine of Repentance, a Worship Structure with a Mind Map, the Wisdom of Engaging engaging the Sin in Your Family. We also have public and private forums that you can uh, talk to me uh, on, uh, that you can access our team, and I would encourage you to do that. And maybe you want to start just by reading this article, How to Do Family Worship, the basics. You can find it at rickthomas.net and then follow up with that by asking whatever questions you may have on our forums and it would be a joy to serve you that way. May your worship experience be comprehensive. Your Daily Drive is a production of rickthomas.net, a global community that is seeking to live more productive and inspiring lives. If you'd like to learn more about our community, please go to rickthomas.net, rickthomas.net.